Presents Season 2 of an all-new episode of The Wrestling Show. Tonight, it's a very cynical review of A Week of Wrestling. Starting with the Monopoly. That's right, the head of the corporation. It is AEW. Starting with Dynamite. Then, moving to Rampage. Then we move on to the other corporation. That's right. It is the WWE Universe with, starting with, the NXT 2.0. Moving to the flagship, Raw. Next, SmackDown. Then finally, the best that wrestling has to offer, it is NXT 2.0. Welcome to the channel, listener, viewer. I'm your host, Lip, a.k.a. Tetsu Omega. And before we get on, I gotta tell you a little about myself. But about myself, I just love wrestling. I loved wrestling for such a long time. I remember the days of the Saturday night's main event. That's right, that's how long. Um, I've gone much more cynical on my years, but I still love the wrestling and what represents what it represents. It's just fun, fun stuff. Um, but I always have a thing about what is wrestling, you know. There is uh, the AEW and, uh, and uh, wrestle wrestling versus the WWE, you know. One is uh, completely silly and one is, uh, I don't know, regardless. First up, we go to the corporate engine of wrestling. It is AEW's Dynamite. Thank you. That's a little bit extreme, don't you think? First, we have our first match. First match is CM Punk versus QT Marshall. Now, the other day, the other week, QT Marshall um, challenged old CM Punk. You know, did not believe in what CM Punk had to offer. So, this is the end result. So, CM Punk goes to the ring, where instead of QT Marshall, it was, in fact, Maxwell Jacob Friedman joining the ring. And wow, um, they had quite quite the face-to-face in the ring all sorts of uh this got very very personal this broke the wall perhaps um yeah cm punk had lots to say talked about uh how uh you know uh mjf is a less famous miz you know and uh that he's been replaced by uh, Britt baker which makes zero sense so CM Punk is uh, his basically his whole thing is basically superficial, you know, insults, big deal. You know, CM Punk can do better, but you know what? When you're going against MJF and he's bringing up how what a failure you were, Phil Brooks as a uh, uh, mixed martial arts um, fighter, an actual when it comes down to real fighting, there is no one worse than Phil Brooks. Um, and then comparing him to uh, um, what's it, uh, John Cena. That's right, John Cena and Phil Brooks, or CM Punk, you know, David Arquette, look-alike. So this was really brutal. I'm not sure where this can go, how much, how much more uh, uh, MJF can cut CM Punk with uh, his words. Because he's already gone to the deepest depths of what he can do. Other than, you know, taking apart his wife, but that just would just be completely inappropriate. But then again, where they not go? They attacked people's families before. It won't be the first and it won't be the last. So we get along to the match and it's a typical CM Punk match because you know in AEW, CM Punk is quite the commodity there. Quite the commodity. You know, he's bringing quite the draw. They need him to win. I think it's in his contract too. So QT Marshall, him and his factory, the factory and his people, they're all jobbers. They don't win. QT Marshall, he's a jobber, he doesn't win. Um, you know, there's a lot of jobbers in uh, AEW. Uh, there's two factions of the Job Squad. It is uh, the Factory and it is the uh, Hardy Family Office. Job Squad 1 and 2. So in the end, it was, you know, it, it was, it's hilarious because CM Punk um, just totally body slammed uh, QT Marshall like five times in a row. And just like a, a 
like a practice, you know, where you get in line and take your slams and carry on. This was no different. So, then uh, after like after that, QT Marshall took over for like five, seven minutes of absolutely dominating CM Punk. But like usual, CM Punk wins at the end. What are you going to do? Nothing. But accept it. So here we go. It comes down to uh, a tag team match now. Um, the Bear Country. Bear Country. That's right. Whoever they are. They've had a few matches. You know, I wouldn't really... They'd be more... One's a kind of a bear, I guess. One's a seal. You know? Bear and a seal. In a... You know? Certain circles. Um, now, uh, one's a boulder. One's Bronson. And they are fighting the gun club. Now, the, the absolutely farcical gun club. It's farcical for only one reason. It's Billy. He's a farcical reason. Now, uh, with Austin Gunn at their side, it is, uh, they're called down the ring as uh, Billy and um, Colton Gunn. Billy and Colton Gunn. But really, it's Colton Gunn and Billy, because Billy cannot use the gun name in his uh, <laughs> in AEW. He cannot use the gun name, so he's Billy. Hi, I'm Billy, and this is my kids. Austin Colton Gunn, I'm the gun club. I had to use that voice, because I can't stand Billy Gunn. Not at all. Um, so, like, nothing special. It is the gun club who takes a win. You know, because who are Bear Country? Jobbers. Jobbers. Yeah, jobbers, jobbers, jobbers. Until they come up with something that's even more jobbers than they are. It was hilarious, and what is even more hilarious is the contract signing of Dante Martin. Now, Dante Martin had... Uh, now, this contract signing is with uh, Taz, Team Taz. Um, this has gone on for, like, this the third week of this contract uh, proceedings. From first uh, wanting to sign Con uh, Dante till now, it took three weeks. But Dante Martin himself, when he first came in, he came in solo. He was a loser. He was like every wrestler in uh, AEW come in, you will lose until you, I, I don't know, cut your teeth in business. I don't know. So he fights, uh, what's that, uh, uh, Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel wins and takes him under his belt. Apparently he saw something in uh, Dante Martin. Um, but that's not it, though. Um, after that, it's, uh, um, what's the name, uh, um, what's it, Leo Rush. Leo Rush decides that he sees something in Dante Martin. Leo Rush just joins in and sees something in Dante and decides he's the one that's going to be mentoring Dante Martin. And so he rough arms Dante out of, uh, Leo, out of, uh, you know, uh, Matt Seidel. Dante thinks, okay, whatever. I want to get better myself, so it doesn't matter who I'm with, as long as I'm better. So I'm, I'm okay with it. So now, here we go. Present moment. Dante Martin is with uh, Leo Rush in a contract sign. For some reason, Leo Rush decided that he's his manager. So he's got to look over the contract, too. Taz is like, uh, talk Dante, looking at uh, Leo Rush, thinking, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. Who are you? So Leo Rush is telling him, oh, you shouldn't sign this. It's a terrible idea. No, 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 no. And Dante is his own man. And he made decisions. You know, he decided to stay with uh, Matt Seidel. He decided to stay with uh, Leo Rush. Now he's decided to stay with Team Taz. And maybe he might even be Taz's favorite wrestler. Uh, the TFW belt or FTW belt. Faz's uh, 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 favorite Taz wrestler belt might end up going to Dante in the future. So next up, we've got ourselves an actual match. It is for the women. It is a quarterfinals match um, in the tournament for the corporate championship belt. That's right, the Turner Broadcasting System belt, which is an absolutely stupid title. That's why I call it the Corporate uh, Wrestling Federation. They've got two Ted Turner belts, which is absolutely stupid. Um, so it is uh, Jamie Hader versus Thunder Rosa. I picked Thunder Rosa to win, you know, but Jamie Hader, part of the practice, and with the practice, you're going to get uh, your team. It is uh, Dr. Britt Baker and, uh, what's their name, Rebel, also in here. Um, when it came down to it, it was a cheat that was supposed to help Jamie Hader. Rebel goes on the ring, post, ring apron, grabs the ref's attention, says, Aubrey, you know, gets the ref's attention. Right, come over here. Ref goes over there. They talk. Oh, you gotta stay here, ref, until we tell you to turn. So while that's all happening, Britt Baker comes in the ring and uh, 
Hader and uh, Brick try to double team on uh, Thunder Rosa, which ends up in a super kick to uh, Jamie Hader's face, which turns into a roll up, which Thunder Rosa wins. After the fact, uh, Britt Baker decides that it's very, very sorry for the situation. Tries to apologize to Hater. Hater doesn't have any of it. She leaves by herself. Now, is this long term or is it short term? Is she angry for a long time? Who knows? We'll find out in two days or later on on Rampage. Next up, we've got ourselves to what's that? Um, the Labors of Brian Danielson, Part Two. That's right. First time it was against Evil Uno. Now it's against Colt Coco Cabana. It's not Coco. Boom, boom. Who gives a damn, though? It's just Colt Commander who hasn't been fighting. He barely fights at all. He's an old man. He won't fight much. But now, this is hilarious. Before, like last, like a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, Daniel Bryan was absolutely loved by everybody. Even last week, he was loved by everybody. Until he wasn't. Because people are fickle. Like me. I'm very fickle. But you know what? Daniel Bryan's bringing it up again. Um, the fans, they can turn you on the dime. But you know what? This is not just wrestling fans. I think there's a point here. I think the world, if you're human, you're fickle. You know, it takes like a very special person not to be fickle. They have their morals and compass and, uh, you know, but we as a human race are a fickle human the race. We are all fickle. And it is a, <laughs> it's a very, uh, it's a funny word. It's a Nordic word, I believe, uh, you know, uh, Right up there, Norwegian. So it is, uh, it's funny, it's uh, not an English word, fickle. But it suits us perfectly. So with the LaBelle lock, it is uh, Daniel Brian Danielson with a big win over you know, Coco Cabana. You know, not Coco Cabana, but you know, Colt Cabana. Boom, boom. Now with that win, he uh, he absolutely knocked out uh, Co uh, Boom Boom's teeth, apparently. He picked out some teeth from the floor and it was supposed to be from uh, Boom Boom's mouth. I personally don't believe it, not at all, not at least bit. So at the end, he's challenging the whole, the whole Dark Order, like, Untake, I kick all the Dark Order's teeth down their faces, you know, and the crowd's really booing him up, like they should. And then comes out uh, Hangman Adam Page, the new AEW champion, hasn't defended it at all. Um, now he's a, a, a returning leader of the uh, Dark Order, because Dark Order is nothing without Hangman, and is the third time returning. And he challenges Brian Danielson to a match. I challenge you. He said, not after this, after this match, how, that's, you know, just make fun of like, how, of course that's you to challenge me after I had a match. I'm tired. You know Daniel Bryan had a short match. It can easily go another 40 minutes without thinking twice about it. But this will be another time. And while that happens, it had a short little scuffle for the fans. So next up, we've got a quite a, I don't know, a four-man, an eight-man tag. This was a cluster of ridiculousness that happens. This is, oh, okay, so let's go. It is uh, Malachi Black, Andrade El Idiolo, and we got ourselves uh, uh, FTRs, Dax Harwood, um, and Cash Wheeler with uh, Tolly in there, and uh, Jose with uh, Andrade. Versus, of course. Um, the Death Triangle, uh, Ray Phoenix, um, Penta Zero, and Pac teaming up with uh, Cody Rhodes, which became a Cody Rhodes show actually. And with them, it's uh, Alex Abra Alex Riding Gloves, Alaba Abrahantes, who is absolutely useless. Although he doesn't think he's useless, he wants to take over Death Triangle. He thinks he's he thinks he's more important than he actually is, but he's not even one trick pony. He's completely rubbish. That is my opinion. So during this match, it was it was Cody or Cody Rhodes show from the start. Cody Rhodes uh, fights with a stupid weight belt on, you know. And during the match, he takes off the belt and throws it in the crowd. This time, he throws it in the crowd. But I heard something really funny. Crowd was saying, "Throw it back." And in fact. You know, when he throws in the crowd, he might have hit someone in the head. Who, who knows? But when he, th the crowd's to throw it back. So the crowd actually, someone, he actually threw the belt back, whacking Audrey right in the head with the belt, which was not just funny. It was hilarious. So with that happening, oh, oh, oh my God. When you throw your own merch back, <laughs> Cody looked like an absolute fool. So Andrade comes in, takes the belt and throws it underneath the ring. Just cha chucks it underneath there. Later on, you know, this is all about Cody now. 
Later on, Cody gets somebody, ring hand, to grab his belt again. To grab his belt and hand it to back to Cody. Where Cody puts the belt back on his waist. Even though, theoretically, that belt is gone in the crowd. But, you know what? Screw the fans. I'm going to put my belt back on. It's my belt. And I'm going to prove to fans what kind of loser chump I am. And why nobody likes me. That's right, Cody. That's why nobody likes you. One of the many, re many, many reasons. You know, you're so... Cody. So, anyways, Cody puts on a belt. Everybody's booing him because he's a loser. Later on in the match, he takes the belt back off to throw it in a new complete buffoon loser. Okay, now, not just that. The Dutch get hooked up on Cody and his buffoonery. It comes down to this. This is how silly the match was. We got Tully Blanchard and uh, Arn Anderson coming to the ring to fight Jose Andrade's translator, aka English teacher. That makes no sense. And where was Alex Riding Gloves Abrahantes? Not helping out Jose, that's for sure. He doesn't fight. He just likes talking for other people. Even though he's not wanted. He has so much charisma and no... He's got nothing to follow it. He's got nothing to back himself up. He is a loser. So, uh... Jose got himself beaten up. And to end the match, we got ourselves a double team. Andrade and, uh... You know, um, what's his name? Malachi. Malachi gets uh, Pac and spits in a black COVID death mist into his mouth and nose. And uh, Andrade gets a pin. Yay. Next up, we go to AEW Rampage. Thank you. Okay, so we start off huge. It is a tag team match. It is a best friends. Um... Orange Cassie in Wheeler, Utah versus, that's right, mm -hmm. it is the Undisputed Era, a.k.a. the Super Clique, a.k.a. the Elite. It is uh, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. Now, it was a popularity contest from the beginning. It was uh, popularity against uh, Orange Cassie and uh, Adam Cole. Of course, no one cares about Bobby Fish or Wheeler, Utah. So basically, it was, it was popularity counts against that. It's a Adam Cole, baby! Yeah! And then the hands and pockets. But you know what? It was fun. It was a fun match because uh, Orange Cassidy, he's, uh, his character is well-defined. He's been doing that for many, many years. He understands who he is. And uh, he, uh, he made Adam Cole look like an absolute fool. Oh, it was great. Oh, his weak kicks, his sarcastic kicks. Um, Patriot, you know... And uh, he comes down, he gets a uh, snap mares over, uh, what's that, Adam Cole, gonna throw on a rear naked choke, but ends up putting his arm around his shoulder and giving the thumbs up for a nice photo moment, making Adam Cole look like a foolish little kid. Oh, it's so good. So good. But in the end, it was actually, you know, Will Utah gaining a loss against uh, Bobby Fish with a retarded song and a retarded win. So next up, we go to our second match. It is a... Um, a match not for the women's championship, but for the opportunity to become number one contender for the championship. So you know how that's going to go. Usually the champion usually loses. So it's Dr. Britt Baker versus Riho. And Dr. Britt Baker does bring the practice with her. That's right. Uh, Rebel and Jamie Hayter. So it looks like from uh, Wednesday or, you know, uh, Thursday, uh, it, it was, uh, was uh, dynamite time. You know, uh, Jamie Hayter didn't know what was going to happen with Hayter and her future with uh, Britt Baker. But I guess it's all all cleared up now. All good. All good. Uh, so they did some cheating, you know. Um, they tried to choke uh, Riho. No one's seen. Early on in the match, Riho takes out uh, Rebel and Britt Baker, you know, on the outside. Britt Baker tries to go for the, uh, you know, the lockjaw. Doesn't, doesn't do it. It is, of course, a non-title. So Riho with a big win. And it was in fact won by a roll-up. Wonderful, wonderful roll-up. Next up we've got our main event match. Main event time. And it is uh, not big. Eddie Kingston. Uh, very uh, intense individual. Versus uh, 2.0's best friend. Daniel Garcia. Now Eddie Kingston's been losing left, right and center for a long, long time. But this time finally... I figured he's fighting Dan Garcia. He's a loser. He's Dan Kingston's gonna, finally going to win. I thought it was going to be a squash, but it was far from it. Dan Garcia made uh, Eddie Kingston look like quite a quite a loser dummy. Got very bad in the ring there. 
you know, a lot of slap fights, and but it was it was fun. Daniel Garcia ruled the match, but in the end, it was a back fist, spinning back fist to Daniel Garcia, and a big win to, uh, of course, Eddie Kingston. And so with the win, you know, 2.0 can't have it. Matt Lee and uh, Jeff Parker come in the ring and uh, help uh, beat up, you know, Eddie Kingston. But who comes to the ring to help? Straight from commentary. That's right. Chris Jericho comes in to help out for some reason. Now, you know that's not going to last. Chris Jericho looking like he has best extensions and, you know, weave put in. Add more hair to this uh, lackluster hair. Um... That's some cheap shots. I shouldn't go there. But nevertheless, I don't think that's going anywhere. Eddie Kingston and, uh, well, you know, <laughs> well, what's the name? Uh, Moxie can't help. He's got some personal demons he's got to battle. When he's going to be back, who knows? Who knows? So at the end, we got ourselves uh, Tony Nice and uh, Gargano. Not Gar yeah, yeah, um, not Gargano, but with uh, some Spanish God. Um, you know, uh, uh, up there uh, trying to make something for themselves. Uh, it's Sammy Guevara and Tony Nish. Uh, Tony, Sammy Guevara saying, yeah, you just got here. You did nothing here so far. Well, he just got there. But at the end, it was uh, Tony Nish knocking down Sammy Guevara, putting his uh, knee on his kidneys and telling him that he's going to lose next week. So who knows what's going to happen there. Next up, we go to the WWE with the NXT 2.0, a.k.a. the New Generation Era. That's right. Thank you very much. And we start off with this whole thing with the uh, Waylon Grayson Waller taking a ring and making a promo. The WWE's, NXT's, really putting a lot of, uh, you know, stock into uh, Grayson Waller. I don't know why. He never really wins at all. But uh, they're putting a lot of stock into him, making his speech and stuff like that, talking about how fickle the crowd is. Yes, right. Grayson Waller talking about how fickle the crowd is. And he's right. You know, he's doing the Daniel Bryan. Not sure why he's using it. He's Australian. It's not an Australian word, you know. But then again, we all use different languages, you know, like entrepreneur. But, okay, so he's calling everybody fickle, talking about uh, how people turn their back on the rock and Cena and shit like that. Hey, it is what it is, you know. So is now Tommaso Ciampa versus is Grayson Waller. The actual match starts. Uh, you would have thought everybody wanted Tommaso Ciampa to smash his ass. But when it came down to it, Grayson Waller did a fantastic job holding off Tommaso Ciampa. Coming close to winning many times. But when it came down to it, it was a fairy tale ending. A very clean victory. Tommaso Ciampa with the win. Grayson Waller looking very dejected at the end. Because he can't win. He never wins. He wins very rarely. So next up, we got an in-ring promo promo by our favorite Cameron Grimes, our favorite millionaire Cameron Grimes, with his new look, his bob do and trim beard. Thanks to, of course, Duke Hudson. It's last week on uh, the poker game where uh, Duke Hudson got embarrassed and uh, take out his uh, um, frustrations on Cameron Grimes. Where Cameron Grimes wanted to fight with uh, Duke Hudson, where he accepted, but this time it is at War Games. It's for hair versus hair. I personally can't see Duke Hudson with a bald head. I can't see it. But Cameron Grimes, I can. I can see Cameron Grimes with a bald head. So even though you think Cameron Grimes is going to win, but I think Duke Hudson is going to pull one out at War Games. So at the end, you've got uh, Cameron Grimes walking through Chase University, uh, a room inside the uh, training center. Uh, so Chase is in there. Uh, Andre Chase is trying to tell Cameron Grimes how to win, and he can't. And for anybody telling anybody how to win, it shouldn't be Chase because he doesn't win. He's not terrible, but he's not a winner either. So Cameron Grimes, like whatever, and that bugged Chase a lot, made him really angry. But it doesn't really matter. Chase can't beat Cameron Grimes. So next up, we got a tag team match. It is um, the Ways, uh, Indy Hartwell, and Persia Peretta versus. Team Casey, uh, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Now, before the match started, it was uh, Persia who uh, was worried about her good friend, Indy Hartwell, saying you should, uh, you should really consider uh, spending more time with uh, Dexter Loomis and his broken hand. You know, he seems overly worried, like way too overly worried. I'm saying way too overly worried. 
It's just a broken hand, really. He's not dying. He's gonna be back, and it's a fake broken hand too. We all know it. And of course, he broke the hand in real life, and he's just uh, trying to make it. No, he didn't. Okay, so next we got the. It is the fight. You know, Persia does a good job, you know, but she gets Invech taken out at the match, where uh, Indy Hartwell was not in the match at all. Her heart was not in it, and she sold it like no one's business. It was pretty pathetic. Um, with just a broken hand? Come on now. Come on now. Indy, really? That was just too much selling of that heartbroken Indy. Um, and it came down to it, it was uh, a nice uh, win by Team Casey. Cat uh, and Zero with a big victory. You know, it gets the pin. Pinfall. So next up we got Legato Del Fantasma coming to the ring. That's right, Legato. It's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Santos Escobar versus the Great Jobber. Uh, he will lose no matter what. Uh, Malik Blade. He looks pretty powerful, but he's meant to lose this match, and he does. And with uh, all Santo, uh, Los uh, Legado del Fantasma in the ring, you know, celebrating the victory of uh, Santos Escobar, we've got ourselves Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly coming in the ring uh, with the challenge to Legado. But who intervenes there? It is, of course, uh, um, Imperium, Fabian Neichner, and Marcel Bartel. Bartel very accept angry with uh, the uh, fans not knowing the difference between um, German and uh, Italian. Uh, Fabian Eichner, he is Italian, don't you know? He, no one cares. Okay, next up, we got ourselves um, a match. Um, war Games uh, pre uh, prequel match, you know, the setup for War Games, I guess. It's uh, uh, Mandy Rose versus Cora Jade. Nothing on the line, of course, just pride. This is a good match. Mandy Rose is always improving, which is always good to see, but I don't think she's ready for the belt yet, even though she is the champion. Not ready yet. But uh, it, was a, it was an okay match. Until, of course, Kaylee Ray comes to the ring, disrupts everything. She's a dis the disruptor here. With a bat, even though she didn't come in the ring to put her hands on anybody, she just destroyed some inanimate objects around the ring, which got Mandy Rose's full, uninvited attention. And while that attention is given to KLR, Kaylee Ray. Um, she was rolled up into a package and pinned. Yes, that's right, by Cora Jade with a big victory over Mandy Rose. Thing was in the belt match or um, a number one contender match. Otherwise, things would be really bad. So backstage, now moving on. Backstage, we got LA Knight with an interview being interrupted by the born again himself, Joe Gacy. That's right, Joe Gacy with his uh, propaganda he's spilling. Might not be completely negative, but the way he says it, you just want to strangle him. You want to strangle him and then uh, dig him, uh, you roll him in the carpet and stuff him behind a couch. That's what you want to do to Joe Gacy. Yes, he's just so annoying. So this ends up to a match, set up to a match. Joe Gacy versus LA Knight. Joe Gacy's in the ring first. LA Knight tries to join him in the ring to beat him up, but we got ourselves a problem. Um, what's his name? Uh, Grayson Waller comes in attack. Um, Joe Gacy, or LA Knight, which takes LA Knight out of it, so there's no match. So Joe Gacy takes the time to preach more of his preachy preaching, you know, his uh, born-again preaching. To Now, what is Joe Gacy? Joe Gacy is nothing but a Bray Wyatt under a born-again uh, title, I guess. Uh, different, uh, different clothing. So he's talking, and you know who wouldn't have it? That's right, Diamond Mine comes in, cutting him off, saying, whatever. So Joe Gacy, very upset. He wants a match with uh, Roderick Strong. And he said, what are you talking about? This is a, uh, uh, this is a cruiserweight. You're a fat idiot. You can't take this belt. You're, you're in the wrong weight class. And he's uh, Joe Gacy saying, this is all discriminating. And you know what? In a, he's right. It is discrimination. You know what? Because in, a actual, in an actual mixed martial arts fight or a combat sport, you need to have weight classes because the heavier fight heavier opponent will usually win unless of course the lighter weight guy is a skilled absolutely beyond because there are times where the lighter weight fighter goes up in weight class because they're that exceptional but the average fighter they can't do that so that's why you have weight classes maybe joe casey's right in wrestling in this wrestling because we all know it's fixed this is just entertainment do we really need a weight class belt i don't think so well most belts anyways are irrelevant and redundant you know so now, before the Diamond Mine can attack Joe Gacy, he gets his, uh, his lover, you know, uh, Arian, 
dressed exactly like Mike Myers. Now this is hilarious because this is like uh, Brody Lee or should I say, you know, uh, um, it's like uh, uh, Bray Wyatt, you know, and his his uh, his flock. You're wearing the overalls. It's it's been done. Luke Harper, you know, come on now. So this ends up being a match: Roderick Strong versus Joe Gacy, the Born Again. Now, this is for the Cruiserweight Championship. So if if Joe Gacy wins, will it be called a Cruiserweight anymore, or will it call be called like an open weight or something like that? Which doesn't matter. Okay, so it leads on to the match. It is uh, Diamond Mines, um, Ivy Nile versus uh, the Jobber. Very first match here is Yulisa uh, uh, Leon in the first match. Um, the only thing it showed here was uh, Ivy Nile's dominance in the match. You know, is she going to be just like uh, the Creed brothers, fighting Jobbers and winning and fighting when you actually fight a, a name wrestler, you're going to lose? You can't hold your own against someone who uh, who aren't a jobber, you know. Imperium taught him a lesson, I believe. Yeah. So we move on. Now we got our finally our team of uh, in the war games, the women's team. One side finally made up because uh, Zoe Starks can't be part of it; she's injured. So joining them is Kaylee Ray. So right now we got ourselves uh, Kaylee Ray, Io Shirai, Core Jade, and. Um, Ra Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. That's right, I remember this time. Um, what's his name? And Toxic Attractions, uh, um, you know, Mandy Rose, JC Jane, and uh, Gigi Dolan. Now, I'm afraid, I uh, hope JC's going to get at us without a serious injury or injury at all, but um, I've got questions about that match. That match might be a complete. Oof, might be a complete mess. Okay, now we go on to our next. It's a tag team match. It is, uh, what's that? Uh, team BBJ, JBBJ. Um, it is uh, Josh Briggs and, uh, what's his name? Uh, it's right, Josh Briggs and uh, Brooks Jensen versus, uh, that's right, the Grizzled Young Veterans, uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake who's been practicing their uh, cheating techniques outside and this time they're trying to, well th last time they tried a cheating technique, a distraction on a bystander pedestrian where uh, uh, Zach Gibson faked a leg injury while James Drake stole his wallet and bought food with it. So this time they're trying to do the fake leg thing with uh, Brooks Jetson and Josh Briggs but does not go down well at all. The cheat leads them to the loss where Brooks Jetson gets a big win. You know, Josh Briggs, you know, clearly not dressed to wrestle. He just got off the streets, put on an armband, and just, let's go. Let's go, guys. Okay, next up is a triple threat match for the uh, North American Championship title. It's, uh, of course, uh, the main eventer, uh, Camaro Hayes versus uh, Johnny Gargano and Pete Dunne, who's in there. This match was, it was a fun match right up to the end where uh, um, Tony D'Angelo attacked Pete Dunne, you know, since it's, uh, you know, no rules, so then, uh, what's it, uh, Carmelo Hayes took advantage and got the win. But with that, we got ourselves, uh, um, Grayson Waller comes in, also, uh, L.A. Knight comes in, you know, uh, so they all fight. So now we got ourselves, uh, a big team, the men's, uh, war games team, Grayson Waller, Carmelo Hayes, not, uh, you know, Trick Williams, nope, he's not there. Instead of Trick, it's uh, Braun Breaker and D'Angelo, um, Tony D'Angelo, versus Johnny Gargano and uh, um, Tommaso Ciampa. Finally back together, uh, DYI, you know, hey. And um, Pete Dunne and LA, LA uh, Knight. Seems very put together last minute to me. Could be good, may not be good. But next week, we got ourselves a uh, advantage match. Who wins? Uh, Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai. Winner gets the advantage in well, War Games. Next up, we go to the flagship of wrestling of the WWE. It's Raw. That's right. Raw started with uh, now Survivor Series. It all started this whole thing with uh, Vince McMahon and the Golden Egg worth $25 million given to him by The Rock. This is also a prop from Red Notice. Rock's new movie. 
Now at this time he has uh, Adam Pierce and the, uh, um, Sonya Deville, the bitch, in for uh, a meeting saying that if he doesn't get his egg for the end of the day, you're both fired. Pretty much it. And we go on to our first thing, segment. It is a uh, second segment. It is a uh, Randy Orton. That last week, it was uh, talking to um, Riddle about how to be a better tag team partner. And Riddle wants to be more like Randy Orton. And this week, he was. He actually dressed like Randy Orton, full with mustache and goatee. And instead of boots, he has uh, foot feet wraps. So it looks like he's wearing black boots. But he is not. He can't wear boots because his feet won't allow him. Well, then again, he... Long story, you probably know it, but he can't wear boots. So it was a good match against uh, Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler and uh, Riddle. And obviously, Reigns on his side and uh, Roots on Ziggler's side. It was a fun, fun match. You know, went both ways. But in the end, it was Riddle giving the RKO to Dolph Ziggler for the big victory. And not to be outdone by that, uh, Robert Roode came to the ring to attack, but only to get in the clutches of Randy Orton, who gave him, that's right, mm-hmm, it's the bro Derek. Uh-huh. It is uh, Riddle's finishing move. Now, these guys are going to be wild for a little bit longer, which is nice. Nice to see Riddle and Randy Orton still together. Hopefully, they're going to be together for another year. They can, they can go far. It's, it's very fun. Randy's having a good time. He's having fun. And I got to say, um, if I look up to any wrestler, the personality who I like to uh, emulate most or be like, it's uh, Riddle. Riddle is a, truly is a bro. He can be, he's such an easy-going guy. He's uh, lovable and likable. Um, you know, I am complete opposite. Complete jackass. Asshole. You know, what are you going to do? That's why I look up to him. It's good to have uh, uh, people you can respect and admire. You know, things that I can't be. Next up, we got an in-ring promo. Uh, Becky Lynch. Is anybody ready for Becky Lynch? I don't know. I don't know. But we got ourselves a uh, nice little thing. Is uh, Remember last week it was Tam uh, Tamina versus Bianca Belair. Um, Dewdrop watching in the back. Uh, Tamina taking the uh, kiss of death really poorly, but still losing to the kiss of death last week. This week it is Tamina versus Bianca Belair. Will it be different for Tamina? Or will she get kissed to death again and taken really poorly and losing? Yes, if you should have said that, you were right. Bianca Belair with the kiss of death to Bianca, uh, Tamina. Another great match, though. It was a fun match, but we all know Tamina will, in fact, lose. But Tamina was, it was uh, the Raw, so we got SmackDown uh, elements here, too. All the, all the fighters were here today. So that's why uh, Natalia was on the side, too. So Natalia, after the match, Natalia tries to attack uh, Belair, but she got tossed out like garbage, you know. And then uh, Dewdrop comes in again and absolutely squashes Bianca Belair in the middle of the ring. Who knows where that's going to go? Um, I like to see uh, Dewdrop go far in this business. She's got a lot of personality. She leaves the ring with Tamina and Natalia. That's not going to last long because obviously they're going to split it up after the day. So next up, we got ourselves a wonderful match, so-called match. It is Finn Balor, was supposed to be last week, versus Seth Rollins. Yeah. But before, this match would have been a fantastic match. Would have been great. Um, but before the match could even start, it just uh, they just fought before they got in the ring. And uh, usually, when this happens a lot, that with, uh, the pre-match fight, and then they get in the ring and they got everything sorted out and they, they have the official fight. But this time, there wasn't any official fight because... Uh, Finn Balor was taken out by Staircase. Um, Seth Rollins laying out Finn Balor. And then, tossing him back in the ring, giving him the curb stomp. Leaving the ring, coming back again for another curb stomp. Knocking out Finn Balor. A lot of reference here, trying to separate it all. Um, Seth Rollins makes his exit. While he's making his exit, he's attacked by a crazy fan. Now, this was not scripted. Not scripted at all because it they would the WWE went straight to uh, replays, a lot of replays while this all happened. Seth Rollins attacked by fan. I'm sure why they didn't show it because they can't have this on the air. I can't have any crazy person think, oh well, this is my claim to fame. I'm sorry, but I hope this guy got his ass whooped and he's probably going to jail too. But they ignored this whole thing. They probably would never bring it up. 
but it happened. Seth Rollins attacked. Seth Rollins getting out there unscathed, maybe a little bit more of a bleeding nose or mouth. But uh, thank goodness Seth Rollins was not hurt. This crazy fan, um, probably going to jail, hopefully. And after that dramatic situation, we got ourselves a wonderful match here. It is a tag team match. It is uh, AJ and Almost versus the Street Profits. The Street Profits bringing in a little baggie. A large baggie, actually. Very suspicious. Leaving on the staircase. AJ and Almost walks around it. They don't care much about it. So, I guess they actually used what's in the bag. Because uh, as soon as Almost takes over the match, where it becomes unwinnable by the uh, Street Profits, they break out the surprise. Which is a, street, which is a, uh, a fire extinguisher. And they spray up Almost. Which they got disqualified. Then they spray up AJ Styles. And they start spraying around everywhere, which I don't know what's going on. If they're, I don't know, if they seem like the cheapest thing. They, they lost bad. They got, you know, if we're going to lose, we might as well get disqualified. Who knows what's going on with Street Profits. But they're not ready for almost an AJ. Nobody is ready. Only a matter of time before they top the, the division again. Tag team division. Next up is another tag team match. This time is the women's tag team champions, which they haven't been doing much at all. The last time they fought, they lost. It was a non-tag title. And it was against uh, the same people, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash. The versus, now this feud has been going on for quite a while now. Versus uh, Queen Zelina and Carmella. Now, I'm not sure why. Now, uh, King Woods knighted, uh, you know, Kofi Kingston, now Sir Kofi. Why can't, uh, you know, Zelina knight uh, Carmella? Make her, you know, Dame Carmella. It doesn't matter. So, what's that, uh? Rhea Ripley pretty much dominates the match. Somehow, they get her outside the ring. Where Carmella somehow, I'm saying somehow a lot, because it seems completely uh, crazy that it happened, because it's impossible, um, that Carmella ends up knocking out Rhea Ripley outside the ring, kicking her head to the post or something. It doesn't make any sense. But that left uh, Nikki Ash, the weaker component element of the tag team in the ring, where she was quickly polished off by Zelina Vega with the cold red, new champions, Zelina and Carmella. And what's going to happen with uh, Nikki Ash and uh, Rhea? I can see Rhea going on her own, uh, trying to go for the gold again. After all, she, she's got to. Um, now we got Vince McMahon storyline continuing. It is uh, Sami Zayn going to Miss uh, McMahon saying, I know who took the egg and I can bring him to you. And sure enough, he did. He brought in Austin Theory. And what was Austin's uh, uh, reasoning for taking that damn egg? Well, apparently he needed to take a selfie with it and he needed to find a good special place for it. He couldn't just take it in a room. He had to take the egg somewhere else to have a selfie. And Sami Zayn, oh, he's so funny. He did a little small violin. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but, you know, Vince McMahon just does not like Sami Zayn. So he gives uh, the title match to uh, um, Austin Theory with Big E later for the main event. Leaving Sami Zayn absolutely awestruck when astounded by what just happened. Sami Zayn looked over yet again. So next up is the 24-7 championship match. It is Reggie versus Cedric Alexander. Now, Reggie, with a big loss, of course, he gets uh, smashed. Uh, but uh, now, Reggie is lost. Uh, so Cedric is now the new 24-7 champion. But the match is over, so now the new 24-7 the championship uh, rules continue. Where Dana Brooke took full advantage with a blockbuster and a pin. Dana Brooke with a win. New champion. Now, here's some facts. I always say everybody's going to win the damn 24-7 championship match. After all, the 24-7 belt was created in 2019, not so long ago. So ever since then, there has been 154 belt changes. Different, uh, the belt and change hands 154 times. Dana Brooks, 154th time. Um, she is not the first woman to win it either. There's been Alicia Fox, Carmella, Maria Canellis, Kelly Kelly, uh, Candice Michelle and Alondra Blaze were also the women who won that belt. And to say that everybody wins the belt is true. Because not only them, but uh, noticeable mentions, obviously Corey Graves, uh, Peter Rosenberg, 
um, Doug Flutie, um, Bad Bunny, the Gobbly Gooker, and Santa Claus, all winners of the 24th champion. But nevertheless, Dana Brooks is also proud of her small accomplishment. So moving on, we got ourselves a wonderful match. Uh, this, this is Adam Pierce doing, um, once again, it was uh, the Bobby Lashley story, uh, beating up the Mysterio family, starting with Dominic, then Ray. Now it is a triple, it is a two-on-one handicap match. Ray and Dominic versus Lashley. Lashley didn't quite squash them. Um, you know, the Dominics, the Mysterios did a, had some offense, but you know, to make it a little bit even, uh, you know, MVP was there and got a one good hit on uh, Dominic. You know, even up a bit. Even though, you know, Bobby Lashley, let's face it, Bobby Lashley does not need to help. And right there, he puts the hurt lock on Dominic and wins it. Wins it for himself. Next up, we got ourselves an open challenge. The um, North American Championship um, belt is up, uh, or I should say, yeah, um, it's on the line. Or, yeah, it's, it's actually the United States Championship is on the line. Uh, open challenge. So who comes out? But Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews comes out. I remember when Apollo was sounding normal. And he's like, I'm, I'm changing my, my country. I'm now, this is what I sound like now. So with him and Ass Disease, uh, they come up there, but all they do is talk. They do not really want any piece of Damien Priest. He's just a talker. Okay, so get out of here. So instead, Smackdown's best. Sami Zayn said, you know what, if you're not going to, if you're going to lose your balls and not come out here, I'm going to take this challenge. This is what I want. I want the belt. I don't know about you, you idiots. So he comes out to ring. He challenges. And now he, uh, Sami Zayn does very well until he, uh, I don't know, he gets on, uh, he takes the belt and, uh, you know, he flaunts around with it at the end of the match near and that just puts Damien Priest and uh, snaps him up a bit. You know, just uh, did not appreciate that and goes crazy on Sami Zayn. And then not the stupid crazy like the last time we got eliminated or, um, you know, disqualified. This time, he gets the big victory. So, Damien Priest, very proud of his win. Next up, we got our main event. The main event, of course, is Big E versus Austin Theory. Austin Theory. Um, now, at the ring was uh, Seth Rollins, who at the beginning tried to help Austin Theory beat Big E until um, Kevin Owens came down there, you know, to join the match. So this was Austin Theory's match through and through. Big E, he has very little offense, it's very sad, but it is what it is. So in the end, it was, um, what's it, uh, Seth and uh, Kevin Owens fighting it outside, getting Austin Theory's uh, full attention. And while he's doing that, Big E gets in the big ending, Big win against uh, Austin Theory. And at the end, it was just a, a free-for-all. Uh, Big E, Kevin uh, Owens, and uh, Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens escapes. Seth Rollins does not. He gets the big fin ending. And that ends raw. With Seth Rollins injured again. And hopefully not attacked again while he leaves. Which is absurd. Next up, we get the WWE Smackdown. Okay. This was quite a story, quite a story indeed. The Caleb Braxton, um, you know, uh, storyline, which was great. I love Caleb Braxton, and this was a wonderful thing for her to have. Uh, I think, don't think I've ever seen more of her. Um, but she starts, but the, she starts by opening the show, in-ring promotion, with some news. But to cut her off is Roman Reigns with a five-minute entrance, and Paul Heyman, just totally belittling her, just talking down to Kayla. Asking her, grabbing the mic, landing. but Kayla, being ever-professional, cool-headed um, reporter she is, the woman the reporter, well, cool-headed, intelligent, she gives up the mic, she lets him talk, she gives people their own rope to hang themselves, and you know what, she might have, uh, you felt bad for her because she was being talked down to, but you know what, she's Kayla Braxton, she's uh, strong. So, that's first. So we move on to our first match. It is a tag team match. It is... Who knows what's going to happen? Is uh, is this new tag team, um, Jeff Hardy with Drew McIntyre? That should be interesting. Maybe they can go out on top as a tag team champions. I don't know. I don't know. But versus uh, Happy Corbin and um, Madcap Moss. 
Now this was a fun match, straight up, it's fun, it was fun. But when it came down to it, it was, uh, you know, McIntyre crushing everything, and then tagging in uh, at the end, uh, um, Jeff Hardy, uh, to get Swanton to, to win. And, uh, you know, Madcap taking the loss. So next we got another Kayla Braxton. She's with uh, um, Aaliyah, you know, talking in, uh, backstage. And then it met up with Paul Heyman, who just can't let things go. He talks down, uh, belittling uh, Kayla Braxton once again, talking down to her. Tough, tough time for Kayla Braxton. You need proof. You can't say that Brock Lesnar's being here and you just won't. Whatever. So moving on, we got ourselves a, a match. It's Rich Holland versus Cesaro with um, Sheamus. Shamey on uh, Rich Holland's side. I would have thought Shamey would have had some uh, uh, interference involving uh, Rich Holland winning this match. But in the end, it was, in fact, Cesaro with a big win over uh, Rich Holland. Even if Rich Holland looked good in this match, it was, in fact, a roll-up. So it was a roll-up. It, it was a cheeky win. Looking sad and depressed is Rich Holland. His first, his first match and first loss in SmackDown. Next up, last week was Shinsuke Nakamura versus now this is uh, uh, versus uh, Angel Garza. This week, Angel Garza is taking on Rick Boogs, the Boogster. Um, so it's funny. Rick Boogs introduces uh, um, Shinsuke Nakamura in the beginning of the match. Um, I'm not. He's got to change it up somehow. So then, uh, somebody I don't know. Maybe he introduced. I don't know. It seems so weird that he's introducing Shinsuke all the time, even though he's fighting. So it comes down to it. It was Rick Boogs, really strong in this match, really strong. When he's taken over, it was Humberto grabbed the guitar, jumped on the table, and started to making a distraction. Uh, Shinsuke whacks him off the table, really big bump, but Rick Boogs still very much distracted. And off that distraction, it was Angel Garza with a huge Angel Clipper with the big victory over Rick Boogs. After the big loss last week, he gets a big win this week. It is a rubber match between these two teams. So next up, Caleb Braxton talks to uh, Adam Pierce about Brock Lesnar. Adam Pierce is pretty sure that Brock Lesnar is not going to be back. Not that he knows of. Caleb Braxton is not good for you. So now we have uh, in-ring pr uh, promo. Uh, Adam uh, Michael Cole interviewing uh, Charlotte, Charlotte Flair. You know, uh, Charlotte Flair uh, saying she's the best at in a WWE. Tony Storm comes down, you know, um, takes the ring. Charlotte invites her outside and smashes her in the face with the two pies. Tony Storm looking like a complete fool there. I just, you know, wow, Tony Storm looking like a fool again. Is there something going to happen or is this just going to be a repeating thing? Just Tony Storm comes and confronts uh, Charlotte. Charlotte makes her look like a fool. So next up, we got uh, Sonya Deville and, uh, you know, uh, Sasha Banks. At the Before Survivor Series, they had a little talking, a little bit uh, running in, you know. Little, uh, but this time, it's uh, they really had a face-to-face. -face. Uh, Sasha Banks saying, why do you, you know, bring out the truth about what a bitch uh, Sonya Deville is. And Sonya Deville, ad, you know, admitting to it. You know? So then she starts a new match. She's, like, hey, I don't, she's denying everything about her, her uh, bias against uh, Sonya Deville. Bring up a lot of truths about uh, Cora Jade, her being, no, no, yeah, being, uh, or Leah being kicked out. Okay, so next, uh, we got ourselves a tag team match, Naomi and Sasha versus uh, um, Sasha, uh, Shayna, and Natalia. Now, I thought this was going to be a match where uh, um, Shayna and, uh, was going to get a, some advantage because Sonya was at ringside. You know, so something, you thought something was going to happen, but no, actually nothing happened at all. This is a weird part. So it was uh, Naomi getting the pin over Natalia. You know, Sasha and uh, Naomi with big victory. And it was a stare down. Naomi staring down um, Sonia. And who knows, it's not over. It's, you know, Sonia's a complete bitch. So next up is, uh, what's a Zaya Lee with the, uh, a big uh, comic book promotion thing. His, uh, her, uh, you know, talk, her new comeback. I think this is just uh, setting up for Zia Lee to go to AEW. I mean, this is just like, uh, um, you know, uh, Black, Malachi Black, you know? So next up, we got ourselves uh, a conclusion there. Uh, I think 
the only person that uh, is in cahoots is uh, with uh, um, Sonia Deville. Is uh, she only likes? I don't know what's going on with Sonia and Sammy, but she got him into a, um, a battle royal at Survivor Series, and now another battle royal um, uh, with Black Friday battle royal. Now there's no Drew McIntyre in here. But there was Sami Zayn, Eric, Ibar, Jeff Hardy, Ricochet, Mansoor, um, Cesaro, Drew McIntyre, or Drew Gulak, Mace, Sheamus, Rich Holland, Happy Corbin, Mad Pat Moss, Ginger Mahal, Shanky, uh, Angel Garza, Humberto Carrillo, and Rick Boos. Nowhere is uh, Drew McIntyre, which is weird. There's a lot of people who don't belong in there. This is for the title match for against, uh, you know, Roman Reigns. So, uh, with Drew McIntyre comes to the ring, very disappointed that he's not in the match. Adam Pierce comes out, trying to reason with him. They go to commercial break. After commercial break, he's gone. He left on his own admission. And then uh, continues to tag um, the uh, Battle Royal. You know, Sami Zayn gets, they all forget about Sami Zayn for some reason. You know, he's outside the second rope. He rolls out. So he, they all forget about him. It comes down to this, uh, well, Roman Reigns anxiously watching who's going to win. So it's, it's Jeff Hardy comes out on top. You know, they announced the winner. Jeff Hardy's a winner. If they said that, Jeff Hardy's a winner. But Sami Zayn comes and tosses him off the top, and Sami Zayn's a winner. And coming in to interview him was Tony, um, was uh, Kayla Braxton, because she was waiting there for the time to interview uh, Sami Zayn. But this just in, she gets a notice, and she makes a big announcement that Brock Lesnar will, in fact, be joining them next week. Adam Pierce, not so happy. He's very frightened. I'm pretty sure Roman Reigns, very upset with Paul Heyman looking at him very fiercely. So next up we got, next up, the NXT UK. That's right, first up it's a great match. It is not, not a great match, it was a fun match. Jordan Devlin usually has great matches, but Jordan Devlin against uh, Mark Andrews. This one is a classic AEW style match, my turn, your turn match. It was, uh, I would give an average, average score on this, you know, uh, but it was a clean victory. Devil inside, De Jordan Devlin with a big victory over, uh, Mark Andrews. Hard fight match, long match, but, uh, not impressive. Next up, we got a match against, I couldn't really get good pictures on this, but, uh, Aaliyah James versus Isla Dawn. Now, Isla Dawn, she's been doing some crazy stuff lately. Like, uh, she's been stealing people's uh, stuff, collecting merchant um, uh, souvenirs. And she comes to the ring with her little box of souvenirs. She just stole one off of, uh, um, you know, uh, Aaliyah James. So, um, Isla Dawn, she's fought many times. She's not won at all. She's always been somewhat distracted with something, and she ends up losing. But this time, Isla Dawn, she is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, a favorite woman wrestler, one of my favorite wrestlers. But she is so intriguing. Um, she is a strong style, and she was great in this match. She looks strong and great, and she won. She won with this match. It was looks, looks like a fireman's carry to sidewalk slam. Um, some sort of weird finisher like that, but she finishes her off. And funny thing is, that's her character development. She returns the item she stole. She won, she returned it. Very interesting. So we got Isaiah Brookside um, with, uh, what's his name, uh, no, uh, Sid Scala. She's uh, literally daddy's girl. Not, not many second generation wrestlers uh, rely on their father's, uh, you know, fame to go where they need to go. But Zaya Brookside does. She uses her father. Now she has a match next week against Mako Satomura. Good for you, Zaya. So next up, we got a match. It's uh, the very new Angel Hayes. Versus Danny Luna, but Danny Luna did not show up. As a matter of fact, Ginny says she taken out Danny Luna in the back. So now, Ginny wants a match without Con Connor, nowhere to be seen. But Ginny has a match with, uh, you know, just to prove who she is. It's, it's all about uh, uh, Ginny. So, Ginny with a big win over uh, the very new uh, Angel Angel Hayes. So now we move on to our main event match, which is Norm Dar versus Sam Gradwell. Um, Norm, uh, Sam getting the first uh, pinfall, you know, with uh, he's using knee brace. Uh, Sam, uh, Norm Dar with the second with the uh, Nova Roller. And then at the end, finally, 
uh, it ended in four rounds. It was uh, Norm Dara with the, uh, um, the you know, um, the knee bar, supernova knee bar with a big victory. And that's the match this time. Uh, I've been Lip, your host, Tetsu Omega, um, saying thank you very much for joining us for all this time. And I'll see you next week on The Wrestling Show. See you next time.